0: My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back, Zen Parenting Radio. Um, we are talking about many things, but not as many as I wanted to.
1: Todd likes to pack things in. That's right. The um, more the better. Well, I agree, but I think that the topics that we're going to focus on today are going to be plenty.
0: Before you uh, break into the topics, yes. um, Zen Parenting Radio is a podcast, a weekly podcast, and this is episode 179. So if this is your first time, welcome, and uh, you have 178 more to go to catch up.
1: Ooh, that can fill your summer.
0: There you go. Uh, Zen Parenting Radio is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, ages 6, 9, and 11, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. And always remember that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. So here's the list. You ready? I'm going to tell you what the list is.
1: What the list of what?
0: Of what we're going to talk about today. Oh boy. Okay. Go ahead. Not all women. Yes, all women. Not all men. Yes, all women. Controversy. And the
1: reason that we're going to talk about this is a little. It's not as timely as it would typically be. Meaning, I think this really hit the fan on a few, around a week May 30th. And a half ago. Yeah. yeah. But we promised last week that we would at least discuss it because it's bigger than just the trend that hit. It's a bigger. Um, idea that we need to discuss
0: so we're going to talk about that and then um what else are we going to talk about we're going to talk
1: about that movie and we're
0: going to talk about a movie that we saw yesterday the fault in our stars yes and um i want to be cautious not to oversell it
1: it's not about overselling it i want to talk about it's not about ooh this movie's so great even though it is really good <laughs> um it's about uh the topic it's about what What is important about that story and why it's different than your typical love story.
0: That's right. I liked it. It I know you did. It was a good flick.
1: I know. I could just tell by the way you were relaxed in your seat. You didn't move.
0: Usually when you're bored, you kind of like... Well, I got that bum knee, too. And we always get that first row... Yeah, Todd and I like the first row. ...where the railing is. Not the first row, like next to the screen. Not that
1: row. You're right. The the
0: first row behind the first section of rows.
1: So basically, we have a place to put our feet.
0: Because I got a bad knee, and I I put my ankle up on the railing because it makes it feel better. Yes. I'm a little tattered. (laughs) Um, So we're going to save that for later. And we might... Talk about some other things too.
1: Well, let's just, can we jump into this? Not all men, yes, all women. What is,
0: first, what is it?
1: So, what happened was this dude, I don't even feel like I want to say his name, but the guy who um, uh, committed that heinous act in California where he, you know, killed people, another school shooting. In Santa Barbara, right? Yeah. So, basically, the reason that this became such a big deal is he. In his YouTube clips that he put out, I mean, come on. Mm. It's unbelievable for me to even say these things. He put out YouTube clips. He put out tweets. He put out et cetera. And what happened
0: in the YouTube clips?
1: Basically, he explained why he was going to do what he was going to do and what he was going to do. And his reason for doing um, the shooting was because women had never loved him and that physically physically, and yes, and that they had always shunned him and he never felt good enough for them or they made him feel that he wasn't good enough for them. Um, I'm trying to and he basically decided to like most of these quotes from him. I cannot read because they're not appropriate for a podcast, but you denied me a happy life, and in turn, I will deny all of you life. It's only fair. I hate all of you. So bleh, let's get rid of that energy. Yuck. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to talk about the fact that he decided to blame women mm-hmm. for how he felt about himself.
0: Right. And, Living from the outside in.
1: And here's the thing. He may be mentally ill, meaning diagnosable.
0: Well, it, you know, real quick. I know you're in the middle of a thought, but of course he's mentally. You can't Ill. be. You I know. can't not be mentally ill and do that.
1: But I guess what I mean is, this is still a thing in our society where Todd, not everyone's speaking the same language, because there are people who do heinous acts who go on trial who are not considered insane. Do you know what I mean? I do. Whereas my definition of insane is the fact that you've lost total touch with, you know what's going on in the world, your connection to other people, the fact, what you bring to a situation. I mean, when I'm saying that's my definition of insane, it's not literally. right? But what I mean is that, like you said, isn't anybody who commits a heinous act like that insane? Yeah, there's probably
0: two different categories of insanity. One is the smart scientist people have certain boundaries and parameters of insanity and my logical commonsensical reason is you can't do that and not be insane and And there are probably two There's some differences there. Well, and
1: what we've talked about before is most people have a crack-up moment or a crack-up situation where they are typically okay, and then all of a sudden they literally lose their mind. And a lot of times – again, we've talked about this on the show – when you talk to people who are in prison for committing heinous acts, they will say, I don't even remember what happened. And and it's not necessarily a cop-out as it they really lost their connection to themselves. They don't know what happened. That's not an excuse – That doesn't mean they don't have the consequence that they have. It just means it's an understanding of how the brain works. But my point is, is that obviously this this kid was a misogynist. And for those of you who don't know what that word means, um, a misogynist is somebody who hates women. Mm -hmm. It's that that blunt, you know what I mean? Um, And here's the thing. What came out of that, so we can get off of him, is that... Um, you know, people were talking about his misogynistic behavior and how there's so much of this behavior in our society. And then men, a guy, a few guys, I don't know, a group started hashtagging, not all men.
0: Right. Was there like a blog that started it? Probably. And
1: unfortunately I do not know where it all started.
0: Regardless, it was the, the gist of the not all men hashtag thing was that, um, there were guys out there saying, listen, don't victimize all of us just because this kid was well, insane. Well, victimize
1: is the wrong word. Don't, They're not the victims. Don't blame. Don't blame all of us. Don't
0: blame all of us just because this boy was had issues.
1: And their point is valid And mm-hmm. then, of course not all men are like this guy. Right. And of course not all men every day actively hate women. Right. You know, that that's not true. But I think... The reason that the woman um, – and it was actually, I think, a young woman who hashtagged, in response to not all men, yes, all women. What she was trying to say is you may not be a perpetrator all the time or you may do your best to treat women with respect and equality, but all women have suffered or experienced misogynistic behavior. Right. And I think that anytime you start to shut a conversation down with, well, not all men, sorry, we don't do it mm-hmm. – you're You're stopping this discussion. It's not about blaming individuals right it's about as a, as a society recognizing I think you and I have had some conversations where you've been surprised at what I've had to do in my life to make sure that I'm safe
0: right
1: and I don't know if you remember these conversations, but no, there I are don't. certain things um as a woman that you just know you can't do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for example um i can't walk home alone mm-hmm. in the dark especially when i lived in chicago right um and when i did it was stupid mm-hmm. If I live alone, I have to be very smart about who is in my building. I have to be very smart about who is walking behind me. I have to be very smart about,
0: like one twenty four seven. You have a radar on of not of doing your best not to put yourself in a place of risk.
1: And and let me say this: I even though I do, I will admit to the fact that I do have a uh, some fear issues that I've dealt with since childhood. I can't deny that, but I am not like a a overly anxious person. This is just about being a girl this is about being a girl I lived by myself a long time Mm -hmm. and there were just things I had to do and um, you have to be and and I'm not in this place anymore in my 40s darn it but people yell at you and whistle at you and say things to you and prompt you when you're walking by yourself right and um, again And now it's not me, really, that they're doing that to anymore. But I experienced that for a long time in my life. And it's very unsettling Mm -hmm. and uncomfortable.
0: Well, and that's one freedom that I have as a man that you will never experience, which is I don't – I mean, unless I'm in a bad neighborhood or something, I would never get scared walking home alone in the dark. Exactly. Or in a parking garage. I don't don't have a fear.
1: Parking garage is a perfect example. When I am with the girls – I have to be very thoughtful about where I park Mm -hmm. if we're going to be going somewhere at dark. And again, it's not because I'm like, ooh, someone's going to get me. I really – all these things you guys hear me say on the show, I really do view the world in a way that you know I think it's beautiful and wonderful. But there is a reality that I have always had since I've been an adult woman.
0: Well, it's interesting because um, I think maybe if we – I'm sure there's some critics out there about – how we choose to, you know, communicate our message, and they say that we're Pollyannish and we don't live in the real world. And here's a perfect example where you have an outlook that this world is good yeah, we have an outlook that this world is good but that does not mean that we unnecessarily put ourselves Never. at risk that means we lock our doors at night right. that means you have to know where you're parking your car in a parking yeah. deck
1: and how late i'm going to be there and And who I'm with. you
0: can still look at the world as a good place right. and that's like the duality of what we try to communicate
1: great word it is duality both can be true at the same time. Right. When people try to say, well, which is it? Are you scared or are you not scared? Both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am both. I am wise to reasons why that there are, is certain fear in the world, but I also don't live my life from a place of unconsciousness where I believe that the fear is always true. But I also know, and this is going to the yes, all women thing. We've talked about this on the show before. I have so many friends, mm-hmm. unfortunately, who have been date raped or raped. Right. Okay. So that's like the big one, right? right? That's I mean, where that me as a as a girl who's, you know one person, I know a lot of people. Right. And who have had that experience and, and as a social worker and as a therapist, because I've been that since my twenties, I have talked to so many women who have. Right. So when we say, well, not all men do this, of course they don't. But don't disregard the fact that these experiences happen to women. And the question is, and this this is the big thing: what for the men who say this is not me, I don't do this. What role do you play in it? When your friends are disparaging or disregarding, or tell sexist jokes, or rip on other girls, or talk about girls in terms of I'm just gonna whatever. What is your response to that? Do you laugh? Is it funny? Is it, you know, you don't have to stand up and say, I won't be here anymore. But can it be like, dude, that's not funny Because
0: as a guy, I can see many men um, say, that's not me. I don't have, uh, I'm not in this card game. I'm not part of this. So they stand outside and say, I would never do that to a woman. So that means my responsibility here is done. And I think what you're saying, what we're saying is, if we're going to try to figure this out as a society, we need men and women to stand up and say, Stand for something
1: thank you very good point about it's not just about men mm-hmm. women need to do the same thing like one of the things one of the reasons that I started women's circle a few years ago several years ago now was because I wanted to like connect with a group of women who didn't want to compete with each other, who didn't feel like we were were even competition, that we were there to support each other, that they, we wanted to see each other shine, and that when you could you could walk around this town and see each other and know that we're there for each other because there's this feeling with women that not only sometimes we're
0: after each other right competitiveness competitiveness
1: disrespectfulness um judgment cattiness cattiness and and that's again you know like the men said that's not all women right. but that is definitely a part of our society and the thing is is what this show is about what Zen parenting radio about is about is self-awareness and what role do you play in every situation you don't have to be doing it to be a part of it, a part of it. Um, is that the what I wanted to say? I don't know. You what when other girl like, for example, Pe-
0: I think you were talking about is like you, 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 of course, you wouldn't take an active role in some of these heinous crimes you're talking right, about. right? But your passiveness sometimes lends itself to continuing the system as it is today.
1: Well, and like what, yeah, what relationship do you have with these things? As a man or women, let's take it off the gender specific. Like, do you judge other women? Are you critical of other women? Do you talk about how women bosses are the worst? Do you talk about how all girls are mean? Do you say that all girls are bitches? Mm. If you do that, Mm. you you are... inserting that belief and that energy you're into feeding, that system you're of, feeding
0: that you're, you're feeding giving fuel to that to that
1: misogynistic attitude right. and that doesn't mean that you haven't had negative experiences with people like but you have to make a decision is that the way all people are like one of my things that i'm very focused on especially with bu because i work with girls is not all girls are mean mm-hmm. quit saying that right. quit telling your daughter that girls are mean yeah quit saying to it's other women you are talking to, about yourself right are you mean? I mean, I say this to the my the fifth grade girls all the time. Do you guys think girls are mean? Yeah, girls are mean. Are you mean? No. Well, you're well, a girl. Wait a second. Then
0: that doesn't make sense.
1: So we have to have an understanding of what our language is and where we're putting our energy.
0: What about this quote that I wrote down for the show? Everything that is human is of me. That's Maya. What does that mean? Well... Doesn't that go with what we're talking about right now? I
1: think it does. Um, What Maya was talking about, um, I think I heard that on Masterclass, and I'm sure she said it many times in her books and stuff. But she was talking about the fact that anything that anybody does is of us, meaning if a human being is capable of something, we are all capable of it. Mm -hmm. And now that puts a lot of people
0: off. No, I would never murder somebody or whatever.
1: But the thing is, is a human being can do these things, which means that a human is capable of it, which means we need to look at ourselves and say, how am I moving through the world? What are my belief systems? What... What, what's my role? Um, what's my role? And why she – this quote was important to her and what she talked about is it allows her to have compassion for others who right. – why w- – when someone has committed crimes, what has happened? Well,
0: the minute you divide yourself saying, oh, yeah. I would never do that – I am not like that. The humanity – it, it it leaves very little, if not any, room for compassion exactly. towards that person. I don't know what happened to this kid, and I don't know what happens to any of these people that do these crazy things. But when they were born and they were a baby, they were innocent and good. And remember that compassion is
1: different than saying it's okay. Right. It, it's not about saying, oh, it's no big deal, or it's not about saying, um, okay, now you don't have to have any consequences for this behavior. Compassion is break it down because when you, when anytime that I'm working with someone about someone they're angry with, and we start to break it down what happened here what did they do what did they say you can usually start to see and say oh i understand why that happened i understand what they were thinking i understand that they carry their own fears and issues and therefore this is how they reacted right. this is an extreme example where i don't think our we're at a place yet where we can really say we're not far enough away from this mm-hmm. to say oh i have so much compassion for this kid right. i mean I'm, I'm not even quite there yet yeah. um but what I can do as a human being is say something happened. Mm-hmm. You know, some somewhere along the way, something happened, and it's not about blaming one person. Yeah, um, because from what I read, his mom was trying to be on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they contacted the, the police and all that. Right. And I don't want to get into the intricacies of the case, but um, we are. Uh, what is? That? I was just, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, honey. No, that's all right.
1: Um, this is what I'll say to fill that space: is that the reason why this is important is if we decide to say I am nothing like those people; those people are different. Um, I I hate them. You know that really strong word. If we put up those boundaries, we suffer.
0: Well, and what I'll say is, uh, I remember what I was going to say is, you know, it's it takes a pretty highly enlightened person to have compassion for this boy who yes. just committed the, but Absolutely. W- maybe you could have compassion for their parents. I mean, can you yes. imagine what those parents are going yes. through right now? Yes, And then maybe that will like baby step your way towards having yes. compassion for this boy and obviously the victims and everybody else, but everybody deserves that.
1: Absolutely. And that's what it means to live with an open heart. It doesn't mean that you allow people to step all over you or you allow there to be anarchy, or you say that people don't need to go to prison. It just means that you have, instead of shutting off And closing down and saying, these people are bad, I'm good. What that does, and this is a totally different show, but that brings in a shadow Mm -hmm. kind of thing, where anything, you start to not notice your own issues and you start to shove them down, where when you start to relate to other people, anything that is of anybody – What is Maya's quote? I I don't want
0: to... Everything that is human is of me. Is
1: of me. Where we can start to understand and feel and see. And at least, not that we can say I would have done the same thing, but with that path, you can see how things just exploded.
0: So I want to get on a soapbox here for a second. Okay. You wanted to finish a thought.
1: Are you going off of this subject?
0: No, not really. I'm talking about how uh, we need to support the boys. Okay.
1: Can I say one more thing? And then I want you to launch into that feminism Mm -hmm. feminism is a big part of this because besides the the hashtags of not all men it a lot of the hashtags were about getting rid of feminism Mm -hmm. feminism is bad or feminism hurts or whatever we've messed up that word with some kind of fear the definition of feminism i'm actually going to read it to you so i don't so you guys can get the true definition and
0: todd sing a song while i pull it up Memories, like the corner of my my mind, mind. scattered pictures. Are you ready?
1: Feminism is the movement for social, political, and economic equality of men and women. That's it. That's it. And if you are a woman, or if you are a man who loves women, or you are a, a man who has daughters, or a mother, or... A grandmother, or you are a woman who has all those things. It doesn't matter. Why wouldn't you want equality of the sexes? Right. I, I guess I don't understand why everyone has such negativity about that word. I, I actually, I do. I think it goes back to some fear about some, you know, some uh, when the when the women's movement first started, there had to be some serious pushing. Yeah of the envelope to get the movement going Going, and a lot of people could not relate to those women the Gloria Steinems of the world even though I think we wouldn't be anywhere without that woman Mm -hmm. I hold her up very high as far as what she's done I, I anybody who who you know doesn't know Gloria Steinem's story you need to read it and understand what she's done for and it's not just what she's done for women it's what she's done for men she's bringing she's creating inequality when we are not equal when we are out of balance that hurts men too right and so i think that's the thing we don't understand so anyway i just wanted to say that we need to if you walk around thinking feminism is a bad thing or i don't like feminism i want you to rethink i want you to listen to that definition and what part of it makes you uncomfortable i guess is my question
0: so you're challenging them
1: a little bit. I mean, why wouldn't you want the social, political, and economic equality of men and women? Right. I understand that that it it's not, and I'm saying this again, it's not just about women. For all of the imbalances that men experience, it's because we're not in balance yet. You know what I mean? I do. Like men suffer. Just the same as women suffer, not just the same. Well, what you
0: do to others, you do to yourself. Exactly.
1: Thank you. I don't, these words get so difficult because they get so self- people I'll sum it up for you. Let's hear it.
0: I just did. What you do to others, you do to yourself.
1: Now you jump on your soapbox, my dear.
0: Well, I'm not going to do that because first I want to talk about our first partner, Dr. John Kelly. It's not your father's dentist, sweetie. I know, man. John Kelly, uh, comprehensive dentistry. Um, His website is chicagodentistonline.com, 5350 West Devon Avenue in Chicago and his number is 773-631-6844. There's actually a webinar going on tonight, June 10th, 2014 at 8 o'clock. Register now. The name of it is uh, Assessing Risk Factors for Obstructive Sleep Apnea in Children. And it talks about how sometimes when your kids get bad sleep because of something's going on um, with their pathway uh, of breathing that it affects your behavior and school and homework and, and that, behavior.
1: And that connects to dentistry,
0: if you didn't know that. So it's on our website. Um, uh, if you go to the show notes of this, zenparentingradio.com slash 179, there is a coupon code, a dis- discount coupon. It's 60 bucks, but if you put in parent... P-A-R-E-N-T, it's only $15. bucks. All right. So I'm going to try to get on there. I paid for it, but I'm going to be working tomorrow night, so I'm going to try my best. So, okay. Um, you just
1: said it was tonight, but then you said tomorrow
0: night. Uh, it's tonight, Tuesday, June 10th. June 10th, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Thank you. So um, I subscribe to a website called upworthy.com, and it has these YouTube clips. that I get three a day, and it's usually um, – some type of change oriented, um,
1: activism, a little activism, bit.
0: Mm-hmm. um, metaphor, whatever it is. Sometimes it's entertaining, but usually it kind of pushes you a little bit to think about something. So, uh, I've been getting these emails for like a few months and there are so many awesome, um, things that are produced that are tools and resources to help me teach my daughters, um, specifically about body image. You know, you get all... I'm sure most people have seen it. You know, they take a girl who has no makeup on and no hairdo, mm-hmm. and then they put all the makeup and hairdo on them, and then they do all the photoshopping. Mm-hmm. There's like a million of these things.
1: They show girls um, how they are... The media kind of dupes them into thinking that they're not That this enough. is what yeah. a girl mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm.
0: when women don't look like those models. Right, Even those is. models don't look like Correct. those models. So... Um, so that's great. And I love showing the. we show it to the girls at BU. I mean, it's really powerful. Um, one thing I said to you, though, um, about a week or two ago was that I would love to have these. Uh, so, so I think one of the biggest things with women is body image. And I would say, in my opinion, the opposite thing for the boys is what, is, what are the things that the boys struggle with a lot? It is their ability to deal with anger. And' it's their, when you
1: say they're opposite,
0: well, it's the conversely, conversely girls okay. is to body image as, as boys, boys is, is to anger anger okay. and emotional suppression and violence. and, violence. Mm-hmm. and there's uh, I, I ask my our listeners if if you know of these resources, please let me know because I can't find them because we have done some things for boys for fifth grade boys, and I need these resources, and they're simply not as accessible, at least not from my vantage point. And I just feel like. Yes, we need, why do we need these girls to love their body? It's because the guys are looking at these girls like objects mm-hmm. and they're reinforcing the societal norm of girls have to look a they're certain way. They're reinforcing that girls aren't good enough. So the boys are kind of, if you, if you want to put it this way, kind of the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, and w- these resources are not available for these boys. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering... Where are they? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a million documentaries out there for girls. Mm -hmm. We are so excited about this documentary coming up called The Mask You Live In, Mm -hmm. which talks about boys. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of books out there. But from a mainstream popular um, norm, it's not there. Or if it is, I can't find it. Mm -hmm. And it's driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. What do you think?
1: Well, I don't think that you're wrong, but Todd brought this up to me um, a couple of weeks ago, and I looked at his notes when I was sitting by him, and he wrote, "Kathy got defensive about this." Yes, and I was and like, "I got defensive." That
0: was from my perspective. You may disagree,
1: and I think that what I was making, I want to make sure Todd understood was that, or you understood, because I'm looking right at you, is that I agree with you. We need it, as I keep saying, we need balanced. We need. The girls to have an understanding of who they are, what they can do, their own power, their own internal sense of worth. We also need boys to have an understanding of these things and to help them have more open hearts and be softer and not close down and not numb out. We need both. But we also live in a patriarchal society. So for a boy like you or a man like you, the world is created for you in many ways you are a white
0: yeah, middle class man well and that's a quick side note i have uh, family members at christmas I remember their really their belief system was kind of crazy because you know they lost their job to this minority because of affirmative action right. and what i would always say is listen you were born on this earth as a white male. Right. You have so many advantages right. that nobody else has and it drove me crazy. So anyway.
1: Well, and so with that underst with that understanding, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt just as much to lose a job, and it doesn't mean that we don't need to help boys with their emotions and such. But when you ask why is there such a discrepancy, it's because because right now the system is set up in your favor and it's not set up in women's favor. I
0: agree. But here's my thing. Okay. In order for us to make changes, right. We, we need, need to both. put more emphasis not not at the expense of the girls, but where are the filmmakers, where are the storytellers of helping these boys. Right. And they're out there, but it's just not as prevalent.
1: I agree. Um, And and because
0: that is, if you want to go to the root of the problem, we are in a patriarchal society. How do we help that? We can... How do we we
1: balance that?
0: We can we can do these things that we're doing trying to empower women which is an amazing thing but really i feel like you can make even bigger strides if these guys weren't such jerks when they hit puberty
1: right and and with boys it's not about disempowering see here's the thing that that i want to make sure people understand is they think it has to be one or the other empowering women is about you know helping them see all sides of themselves helping helping them become whole with boys it's the exact same thing you're not trying to cut them down or make them less than, you're trying to help them understand who they truly are. They are not supposed to be fighting everyone and competing against everyone and taking and showing their masculinity through force and violence. That's not who they really are. It's what they're being taught. It's what they're being shown. It's old. We have to evolve beyond that. We don't need that society anymore. That was, that's, that's old. Yes. So, I agree with you, but in answer to your question about why are there more it's like we've got to do one mm-hmm. and and when women experience the things that they do and when we live in a society where we really are considered an, a minority still mm-hmm. it there's more I, I want to use the word anger, but i don't know if there' if that's the right word there's more emotion about it mm-hmm. there's more let's get going about this there's more like you know we're more um what's the word help me we we're, we're we're instigated, we're you're not, you're uh, perpetrated. Down. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. You're not listening. No. To um, empowered. We're, we're feeling like we have to do something to change this because even though there has been significant shifts since the beginning of the women's movement, way back when to suffrage, of course there's been, you know, people say, What more do you want? Well, it's not balanced yet. Right, there are but- still women making less money. My point is is not to say that you're wrong, Todd. I'm saying you're asking why mm-hmm. aren't there as many. And, th- and the word that I can't come up with is the fact that we're feeling more.
0: Snallery. <laughs> Let's just make up a word. <laughs> there are people work.
1: listening right now saying the word to me. I'll just say empowered. We feel it's more necessary for us to speak up. We need more of a voice. Someone like Malala, who, and again, people say, well, that's not in our country. It doesn't matter. This is happening all over the world. What happens across the globe affects us. What, What we do affects
0: them. Here's my thing. How many, out of 100 people in jail, how many are in jail? (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> at a, at a hundred people in jail, how many of them are men? They're, you're so right. they're That's why right. we need these stories. Totally. And my point is,
1: your question to me wasn't, "Do we need stuff for boys?" I'm saying yes. What I'm saying, you ask, "Why is there more for girls?" That's yes. the question I'm answering. Yeah. Because they are more. They're rising up mm-hmm. and saying, "Enough is enough." In all corners of the world. But your point is well taken. That to really make the shift, it's part of it is female empowerment mm-hmm. and female wholeness and part of it is allowing men to understand that they are also male and female like all of us are balanced mm-hmm. male and female we have both sides mm-hmm. and men many will not accept those parts of themselves right. they shut down their emotions they think things are weak if they care they think that overpowering a woman somehow makes them more masculine that as you to your point mm-hmm. that's what we need to work on And the only way we can do that is if each individual person Mm -hmm. looks at themselves, their choices, what they say, what energy they send out, how they treat people, that it it starts with the individual person.
0: I hear you. I'm with you. And and it's funny, we're not disagreeing with one another. No, we're not at all. I just feel that... I want some more resources. I mean, there's a bunch of books. I read a bunch of books on empowerment of boys and how to get these boys to be whole human beings. Yes. And they're good. They're really good. Right. It's just not, I, I feel like it's just not as mainstream. And, you know, like the whole jail thing out of a hundred people, 90 guy, ninety pe- ninety men are in jail and 10 women.
1: Well, and let's look at- There's two...
0: more girls in college right now than men.
1: And to your point about, you know, why men need this, every school shooting has
0: been a boy. Yes. Every, yes, Why, where are these stories? Yeah, yeah. And where are these programs? I mean, you got Boy Scouts, you got Cub Scouts. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there and maybe I'm missing it. Maybe it's going going on in front of me that I don't know about it.
1: Well, and and I hope it is and I think I think there's people listening who are trying to teach their sons some different things and but what we have to understand and for the dads who listen to this, it's not about teaching your son how to be different or more emotional or more open. It's about you doing that first and allowing your son to follow your lead because there are so, as Todd and I have said on this show, you know, we two years ago tried to start a boys' program, and the reason I'm just being very blunt, it did not go, is because
0: a lot of the dads, dads didn't, didn't want, want it,
1: it for their sons. Yeah. the words emotional intelligence, uh, emotional awareness, scared them and mm-hmm. said, "I would never put my son in there." But
0: I'll put my daughter in.
1: Yeah, but I'll put my daughter in because she needs it. And as much as I want to laugh and be it's like just ha, backwards, ha, ha.
0: because the girls don't need it, the girls are a much better emotional expression. For example, you have a women's circle. Yeah. You got you have a Kleenex box in the middle. It's not like all Always. You, you guys sit there and you have fun and you challenge each other and you push each other, but at the same time you guys We release. You release. Yeah. I've been running a men's group for a few years, still waiting for that first cry to happen. Of course. We did it at the retreat. The retreat there was some tears. Good. And that 'cause that's much more intense. Right. But, uh, and the trust
1: has been built up. And the trust up. has been built mm-hmm. up.
0: But we're guarded, man.
1: Right. And
0: we need to not be so guarded.
1: And what people will say, what their excuse will be, well, is that's the way it is. If I show weakness, then people will think I'm weak because that's the way society it's like is. like the
0: Whole Foods guy we were looking at yesterday. I
1: know. How great was that, man? Super
0: Soul Sunday. Uh, the Whole Foods guy sat down with Oprah for Name's an hour. Thanks, John Mackey. And it was, it was quite incredible.
1: Well, and here he was so lovely because his his book, I think, was called Conscious Capitalism. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how what companies need more of is heart and love. Yeah. And he how said- How many
0: CEOs of huge organizations <laughs> do you hear say that?
1: And so for every person who's like, it's all about capitalism, you got to be tough, you can't let them see a sweat- you can't be vulnerable or else you'll lose. Okay, talk to this guy who's who's got a $14 billion business. And did you hear him say that he no longer takes a salary? He takes a buck. He takes a buck a year. And now, of course, he's got this, the investments yeah, yeah, and everything. He's, he's taken he's care of for life. Right. But his point is he's not going to take more right. out of it to prove his manliness. Right. He's like, I'm done. Right. I'm good. You know. And just a, kind of on a side note, Todd and I are big fans of Joseph Campbell and yeah. um, he, John Mackey – was a joseph campbell fan and he believed when he was very young he believed in following your bliss Mm -hmm. and he calls whole foods his hero's journey which is what um joseph campbell talks about
0: so for those men out there that want to get inspired, YouTube Joseph Campbell interview, and just listen to him talk for 10 minutes. And it's pretty amazing.
1: It is. I've been going
0: to sleep at night, listening to him talk.
1: And the thing that you, you know, I think what's really important, Todd, is when we're really breaking it down is we've got to change our definition of what masculinity means. And if this is kind of leading into this movie, The Fault in Our Stars, um, because we when we look at men and when we fall in love with men and when we really want to be connected to a man, it's not because they're overpowering people. It's because they're lovely, heart-centered, um, kind, but also strong. Right. You, you can be kind and strong. Yeah. You can be competitive and compassionate. You can be – we're, again, the duality. It's not one or the other. It's not one or the other. And we're so afraid. And here's – I one more thing. For all those men who are like, I don't have that. You have it.
0: You're just not. Got to remove the layers,
1: allowing it to come through, so you can say, "Well, I'm just all this, or I'm all that, or you know, I'm, that's not me. That's not me. I don't, I don't have any of that. You were born with it, mm. you know. Yeah, um, and you've,
0: and, and we, I shouldn't say you, we have covered it up. Yes, because we were taught that it is not going to serve me. Right. And while at the same time, we are find ourselves in the middle ages saying, is this really what, is this all life has to offer me? And right. it's because we're not getting the full experience.
1: Why do I feel empty? Why do I feel disconnected? My wife, why do I feel like I can't connect to my children or I don't understand them? Why do I feel empty at my job? It's that your heart wants to open it's so stuck. badly yeah. and you want to feel more and you don't want to be so in your head and there's reasons. And um, so anyway- you
0: want so, to talk about Dr. Kelly? Dr. Kelly, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Um, she is our amazing chiropractor and her number is 630-941-8733. Her website is chirotree.com. She has some workshops coming up um, uh, June 10th. That's actually this morning. And then uh, July 15th, ear infections and antibiotics, what every parent should know. So go to her website, um, com slash workshops. And um, that's it. Okay. All right.
1: What, what time is it? How are we doing?
0: We're running late. So I'm going it's to play shocking. a clip from a movie that Kathy and I saw yesterday. Let's go watch a movie. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm free later this week. No, I mean now. You could be an axe murderer. There's always that possibility. <laughs> Come on, Hazel Grace. Take so now a he's risk. putting a cigarette in I his don't. mouth. Really? That is disgusting. What? What, do you think that that's cool or something? You just ruined this whole thing. The whole thing? Yes, this whole thing. Oh, man. Even though you had freaking cancer, you're willing to give money to a corporation for the chance to acquire even more cancer? Let me just tell you that not being able to breathe sucks. Hazel
1: Grace, they don't actually hurt you unless you light them. Hm? I never lit one. It's a metaphor, see? You put the thing that does
0: the killing right between your teeth, but you never give it the power to kill you. A metaphor. It's a metaphor, sweetie. I know. It's
1: a great metaphor.
0: So um, I know you want to talk about this, but if you want to um, cry, then go see this movie. Oh, my God.
1: So first of all, I read the book last summer, so I knew the story. Todd didn't know it, but I want to say this. I went in blind. I want to say this. I I don't know what it feels like to go in blind, but I felt so satisfied as a reader.
0: Um, as and- usually, um, it, you walk out of a movie that you love the book. You see a movie like, oh, it just wasn't like, nearly well, as good.
1: Interesting that these two uh, actors were actually in Divergent. And I read Divergent and the movie was, eh. I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. It right. just, I it did nothing for me. I was like, okay, good, right. see ya. And I haven't stopped thinking about this movie. I think they did uh, a wonderful job. And I said to Todd before we started the show, I feel like I'm finally getting an understanding of what good acting is. Um, even though I've, I've definitely seen it in my time and I love to, you know, I love awards and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes I don't pick up on the things that people are picking up on and man they they really acted well in this movie they all did and i um cried the whole time and she only
0: had one kleenex i had so one kleenex, that was the problem and i showed
1: todd at the end of the movie i said look at this kleenex like it was basically not a kleenex anymore it was tattered and it was i didn't cry the whole time because the whole thing was sad i cried because it was moving yeah and part of you know to to talk about what we were discussing with. what if boys, somebody
0: doesn't know the book and doesn't know the movie can you give a quick
1: I'll just say that it's about, it's focused on two teenagers who have both had cancer and are both kind of experiencing that. Um, And so they meet at a cancer support group and they fall in love. Mm -hmm. And it's their experience. And I think what the most important thing that I got out of the book that I think that was relayed in the movie so well is if you know that your time is limited, how do you relate to the world? And the thing that we don't understand for those of us who are, you know, relatively healthy people, you know, we're kind of just going through the motions, worried about 10 years from now, worried about when we're worried about our grandchildren, worried about all that kind of stuff. We don't really process our daily experience. Right. And they do because that's it. That's all they have.
0: All they have is the present moment.
1: And they don't know. She she does a great little speech um, in the movie. I think it was in the book, too, but about kind of the baloney around your last good day. Yeah. She's like, you never know when your last good day is. Mm-hmm. You just take your day. Seems
0: like it's just another day.
1: It's just another day, just like any day. And it's probably the most quoted, This this the quotes that are going to come out of this book and movie, um, you're going to see them everywhere. But um, I just always remember... They The gift that they have is being able to recognize what they have yeah. every moment. and
0: It's it's a good movie.
1: It's a good movie.
0: How many stars do you give it?
1: Well, how many out of what? Four uh, or five?
0: Always out of four. Your mom does out of five. I don't know where she <laughs> got that. It's always out of four.
1: I would give it like three three and three-fourths as close to four as I could. Yeah,
0: because four is reserved for like Star Wars and uh, Wizard of Oz and all that. Right, You can't like throw a four stars. Even
1: though I haven't had that Here. kind of emotional experience in a movie in a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even think you were trying to relate it to Terms of Endearment and I didn't even love Terms of Endearment. You didn't? I liked it, but I wasn't, it's not a movie that I didn't love the people. I mean, it's not like Aurora was a nice woman.
0: What's up with Sleeping Beauty? Because she's got three names. Aurora, Uh Sleeping Beauty, and Briar Rose. Briar Rose. What's the deal?
1: Well, in Maleficent. I can't say.
0: Maleficent.
1: Maleficent?
0: No, that's what I say. Maleficent. Yeah, but I call it Maleficent.
1: I can't say that name. And I've been struggling because I've been reading that book to my girls forever, and I never say it right. But now that the movie's out. Three names. They only call her
0: Aurora. So what happened to Briar Rose?
1: Um, They didn't put that part into the movie. And then the whole Sleeping Beauty thing is they don't. Well, the
0: other thing, and now I haven't seen the movie, but I've read that book a million times to my daughters. Um, They say that she's going to split her finger on a spindle. Right. uh, When she's 16. Right. Um, uh, If I were the three fairy ladies, Uh what are their names? Uh, Merriweather. They're
1: different in the movie. Flora,
0: Fauna, Uh Merriweather to stay away from the thing that day
1: well here's the thing they burned the king burned all the spindles so you couldn't have a spindle anymore perfect and then the fairies were supposed to keep aurora away from the kingdom till the day after her birthday and what happened that failed
0: they fell asleep on the job no
1: i think oh gosh those, i'm trying those to three remember ladies
0: were useless they,
1: well they were kind of funny in the movie they were kind of useless because it was her it was maleficent
0: maleficent <laughs>
1: I didn't know I don't know which one's right it's but it was Angelina Jolie who really protected her
0: even though she killed her No even though she wanted to kill her She
1: the thing about the movie that's very important is it's it's like wicked in the sense that you get the background wicked related to the Wizard of Oz you get the background to her story and to why she did that. And she's not really proud of that choice. Mm. It was an act of rage. And um, her rage was, I don't want to say justified because then that sounds like it's okay to, you know, but the rage was understandable. Right. Put it that way. Um, and she falls in love with that little girl.
0: So let's talk about our last partner. Okay. Jeremy, uh, avid company, uh, general contractor, painting and remodeling all over the Chicagoland area. Six three zero. give them a call and tell them uh, Todd and Kathy sent you. Yeah. That's right. Um, So now let's promote ourselves for the selfish person that I am.
1: What are we promoting? I don't know. You know, two things that Todd and I are doing this summer. We're doing Green Fest with the Elmhurst Wellness Team in August. Right. And we are doing, what's it called? It's um We're doing one in Batavia, Geneva, St. Charles. We're going to be at their Green Fest. That's right. And there's a name for it but I'm forgetting, but that's in August also. So obviously we'll promote that well, when it gets Saturday, closer.
0: Saturday, August 9th. But we're- It's in Geneva. We're going to start. Or no, maybe it's the 16th. We have it on both dates. Okay,
1: so we really helped people
0: understand that. So make sure you go to that. <laughs> Um,
1: <laughs> um we'll, we'll put, we'll put it on it the show notes, yeah. but
0: then also, um, we have that link on our webpage, Zen on the right hand side, there's an AMA, a Amazon search link, go there, buy stuff. And then. BU, our company, gets a cut of it and helps.
1: And let me tell you what that helps. I am writing a BU curriculum right now that we're going to, will be available to parents. It will be available to teachers. It will be available to schools. And we hope, I mean, that's the hope, that's the big dream. And that the money we get that goes to be you helps with the editing. It helps with getting people to help us. It gets helps with printing, and it, it's a more expensive process than you really yeah. would think. And I'm in the process of writing my, uh, my, getting my third book edited, and that that's taking. You know, we're, we're just we don't want to spread ourselves so thin, and so it's really helpful when you guys use that Amazon link because yeah. it makes us feel like we got a support system. That's right,
0: and people are using it. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. and then lastly, uh, we do have a um, new customer review. Um, Mons, Monsignor C. Okay. I don't know. She says it's essential. Or maybe he does. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. But they gave us five stars. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, yeah, give us an iTunes review. That helps us out. And then, uh, for goodness sakes, if you have it, find it in your heart. just to sh- When we... Put on Facebook that we have a new podcast. If you share that on your page, that really is one of the best things you can do to help us out.
1: And last thing, if you guys listen to conversations with people we love last week Thank with you. Aaron and Aaron uh, Aaron and Aaron Krieger, um, they their continuation of their story is going to be this Friday. And you don't want to miss it, man. Right. This yeah. story, every, it, it's, it was a long story that we didn't even want to edit break or break up because— We couldn't. It's so good, and um, good in the sense that I feel like it's very um, hopeful, Mm -hmm. and you will have an understanding of what determination and strength and ability to stand up feels like.
0: And that's on Friday, June 13th.
1: Yes, so that will be the continuation of Aaron and Aaron's story, and if you didn't listen to it yet, start Listening to part one.
0: That's right, because that's on our webpage uh, zenparentingradio. dot com slash krieger. I yeah. think, but mm-hmm. just go to zenparentingradio. dot com and if you ever have an interest in any specific um, topic, there's a search box on our website. So if you want to put in like behavior or what else, or
1: breastfeeding or right. sex education or discipline right. or you know, or a person, like mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, did they interview you know, like Shafali yeah. or Annie Burnside, or you know, there's people you can put in their name and you can pull up what they. um, The show that we did with them.
0: That's right. Um, what else, sweetie?
1: Well, I think that's good.
0: You know, what's good. You know,
1: uh, what's good.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And hope you're enjoying your summer. And uh, we'll chat uh, on Friday for the conversations with people we love.
1: Yes. Have a great week and talk to you soon.
0: And keep trucking. (laughs)